Please pronounce your name correctly for me. Yeah, my name is Reinhold Zisser, and yeah, that's, that's my name. Lovely. Where are you from? I'm from Vienna, so I was born in Vienna, and I kind of, since then, I live and work in Vienna and Lower Austria. One of the common things that I always wonder about creative people in general is sort of how they come to be. So, like, so were your parents uh, in the creative industries? Did did you have a teacher, some girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever? I don't know. You know, so like something that somehow led you to this lifestyle. Well, when I was like like younger, like a teenager or a kid, I kind of uh, had the feeling that I'm not from an somehow artistic family because my parents were just like doing some regular jobs, you know, like my father was working for the city as for uh, for some architectural security things. And my mother was just a housewife. So she took care of me and my brother. Not just a housewife, a housewife. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. My, my mother was a housewife and, and took care of me and my brother, which was like... That's a tough job. Yeah, probably one of the, the more tougher jobs you can have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Especially two boys. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> no one kind of... Uh, when I was like 16, 17, I started like just like painting. So high school, so school or on free time at home? No, no, just on, on my free time at home. And also kind of I changed a lot of, I did a lot of school changes. And so with 18, kind of I just decided just to quit school and be an artist. Now I here... Thought, here I don't know the schooling system here. So eighteen, you're finished with your mandatory school, legal yeah, mandatory like school. Yeah, like normally you could be. I mean, I went to this point to some technical school, which uh, also takes one year longer. Hmm. And also, I I failed even two times in in like finishing my grades. So kind of I was like really kind of a little bit lost in in school system already, and was like painting most nights, like oil painting on on canvas. And so I decided kind of to, that it's a good idea to kind of quit school and be, be an artist. And so I made like my first exhibition with all paintings in the age of 18. Okay. In a shopping center in the outskirts of the city. So this was like the start of my artistic career, artistic approaches. And just a little bit later, I realized that like my my, I mean, my, my grandfather was a painter. Okay. But he kind of, he did not really, uh, you know, he, he was not living as an artist. He kind of then, because of family and, and, and some, yeah. some security, Hobby. safety reasons, he kind of, uh, he was teacher then. Safety. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. just, just income to be able to pay, yeah, exactly, to support yeah, the family yeah, kind exactly. of thing. Yeah. And also from the other family side, my grandmother, she was a photographer. This was somehow very interesting for me when I was a little bit older and like began kind of to 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 realize what what art can be to realize that uh her works which never uh were like presented or like talked to me and in, in the family as artistic work mm-hmm. that her work was like way more compact and way more developed than this uh than the more like not so you know like this this painting of my grandfather who like he painted something like this and then you painted some some still lives and then you painted portraits and so this was very interesting for me and so then I kind of I realized that like there have been some more artists in my family but not like in this first range of my parents mm-hmm. so I kind of 
Yeah, yeah it's oftentimes like one parent, one, one generation is very creative and the next generation sort of goes the opposite way. So, yeah. like, you know, your grandparents were creative, then your parents went sort of the opposite way and then you went, then you went the opposite way of your yeah. parents and yeah. you went down the creative path. Okay. So did you end up then going to some schooling in, in any way? Yeah, it was, I mean, I was like, I mean, when I was 18, we were talking like about 1999. 1999. So it's okay. like 20 years ago. So it was kind of a, kind of this kind of upcoming time of internet and, and like so on. But I'm trying to do quick math in my head. I'm trying to figure out how old you are. You're, yeah, so like that I'm, means 237. Yeah, 39. Darn it. 39. Almost, yes. And... I was like so super enthusiastic about like what art can do and what like you can do just by doing it. Mm-hmm. So I really thought like you're not supposed to study art, you're just supposed to, to paint. It's like you, you like it, it would tot- it totally made no sense back then for me to study art. Okay. So and also was like really enthusiastic about uh, what I can achieve by just doing my paintings. Mm-hmm. So it, I really did this uh, for the first five or six years. And then the longer I did it, as you can imagine, the more I realized that the situation of being just some young guy doing oil paintings is not like something that, that makes you go very far. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, it, it, yeah, yeah. there's so many variables on that. Yeah, so exactly. yeah. yeah. But I mean, in, in, in my case, you know, it was like living in this kind of uh, uh, outskirt of Vienna, yeah. this part which like just all it was like a really some somehow tough with all those people who kind of to be surrounded those with people who like don't really have any clue about about what art can be. Those people are everywhere. They're not and, just in the outskirts of cities. Yeah, true. Yeah, and so I was not. So I had like no. I mean, like I was. I was like just. Kind of living art at night. Somehow. You were in a bit of a cultural vacuum. Like you yeah, didn't exactly. have like yeah. a, a community. You didn't have a tribe. You didn't have like people to support you. And like, and you're probably having difficulty. I would imagine like you're not selling you know a as much as you would like. Basically. Yeah, this is like very very nicely said. That yeah, I kind of exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of then. Then I started to realize that I have. To study art, probably. If I just if I want to continue in in somehow in in doing this, I have to kind of save myself and kind of go to the university. Well, that's interesting. I was expecting you to say like, no, I'm going to fight the man. I'll figure out how to do it as an outsider. But mm-hmm. you you came to a realization on your own that there was some necessity for some formal training. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing is then at the academy it was not at all about some formal training when it comes to handcraft or something really it, it really was just about being together with people who also just do what you do mm-hmm. so this was like yes yeah, you said like this tribe or other people or some also people who like just interested in culture and, and in art this was like the the most uh changing thing when i started to study art i found here in europe that the teacher student relationship and then even the 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 relationship of the people who go to school together is this incredibly tight-knit community that becomes once they all graduate and everything they become like this 
uh, tribe, I guess, mm-hmm. is really like, and, and like they they often show at the same galleries or you know, have the similar collectors. Like they and and then their works are not necessarily the same, but like they have a similar sense sensibility to them. And there's and then there's this direct relationship to whoever their atelier uh, you know, overseer, their mentor mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. and and that that's a that bond and that connection is a very important element in the arts industry here. Yeah, I mean, some somehow you you're right. I mean, some there can be like I think there can be like different levels on on which this this kind of bounding to some kind of scene happens. It can be like right away from the university, from also from like just from the the professor and the class you're, you're studying, which I hear yeah. about a lot. I mean, yeah. Keep in mind, you have to keep in mind. I come from the United States, like. Yeah. I didn't bond with that many people when I was in school. My teachers and and students, we didn't bond that that much. We didn't have like a mentor-student relationship. Like our schooling actually, or my schooling actually had a, the teachers didn't want you to work like them. Mm -hmm. Like they actively were like, do not work like us. We want you Mm -hmm. to be your own artists. Mm -hmm. We do not want you to be our apprentices. So like, so the, the fact that I came to Europe and I found that this, lineage and this, this sort of sense of tribe that's sort of built through this process of the mm-hmm. the academia is a, a very strong thing here and I, i'm not saying it's a bad thing yeah. i'm just saying it's a very different thing from from yes. an outsider's perspective yeah i mean i think it, it in in my case i mean i studied at the angewandte university of applied arts in my case the which is, which is attached to mac museum right uh you, I don't, you can't really say that it's attached, Associated. but it's like it's yeah, it's like it's the originally it's kind of it was built in the at the same time it was like both opened I think in 1876 or 1867 something it's it's about 150 years old mm-hmm. and but nowadays it's kind of it's not really connected on on a term that you kind of have some some I mean there are some sometimes there are those those yearly shows which sometimes happen to be shown at Mac, okay, but that's it. Somehow. Yeah, well, because like I went to Corcoran School of Art in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. and the there's the Corcoran Museum upstairs, and the school is in the basement. So okay. like direct relationship between okay. them, yes. not like that. Yeah, no, no. It, may, it 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 used. It's like it's it's the same from from outside from the from the street. It, it looks, looks like, like one big building. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's okay. like it's completely there's complete uh, separation. Se- separation. Okay. Yeah. So even you can't walk from inside from one building from the muck part to the university part. You have to go up to the street and then you can walk on the main entrance. Okay, it's absolutely separate then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, in in our class, our community was 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 very strong. We had like a really great association of like of, of students who kind of worked together and kind of spent time together and 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 went to exit like did all the all the things together that you can do as an as a student. But uh, from from the point of like of the diploma of like of the of the exam when when I've, when mm-hmm. when people finished, it kind of it got a little bit more loose in our class. Yeah. So this was maybe also one one point then for me because since since I, I said that I really had a long period like six seven years of of doing art kind of really on my own without any community and so for me this was like the 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 biggest achievement during this time of, of studying to kind of to to be part of a community and to kind of to have people where you don't have to to fight for for everything that you do which just I mean it was really a point where you where we could start to develop on some 
are more like complex things because you don't have to just declare yourself on the very basic terms of what you do, which I, which you have to do when you kind of in this not art accepting environment. You have to kind of so this was maybe then and and, and because like I I really began to feel that like one two years after my diploma I finished in 2013. Oh wow! Okay. So like I started in 2005 yeah. and then studied for seven years and then wow okay. What, and what degree did you end with? So MF, the equivalent of an MFA, a PhD. What? Yeah, it's, it's in 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 Austria. It's called like the Magister. Yeah. Okay. That's like, MFA. Yeah, MFA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I I, I really like I I started 2006 with like uh, doing oil paintings, and it really then the first two three years I kind of focused on on painting in oil. Then like in 2009, which was like more or less 10 years after I started like like I had my like started being an artist mm -hmm. kind of I made the first oil paintings which actually felt okay for me because like I really had 10 years of struggle just that I was not happy with my paintings at all and so this was like the point where I realized that just doing paintings which you like for yourself does not mean that you make good art because as soon as you kind of are happy with your paintings, just the problems began to start because like in the first 10 years, I just had like this, this quarrel between me and the, and the painting. And I thought like as soon as this problem would be solved, like solved, I mean, you mm. know what I mean? I would like you to elaborate on it, but go on. Yeah. yeah I thought like then you kind of, then, you, then, you, then you've done it. You know, that, that's what, what then, it's, then it's done. But then as soon as kind of I was like, I thought like, okay, now this is, this is like a first series of painting, which is like, for me, really good. I just began to realize that just the, the problems just begin to start because people don't see what you see. And oh yeah. So it was somehow for me, like the canvas was, the canvas was like some kind of open space that I just could right step in and walk in. And, but I realized for other people, it's like, it, it is what it is. It's a closed surface. And so from, this was like in 2009, like in the, like in the middle of my studies. And from this point, I began then to work with objects and to begin to work with space because from this kind of, a, I, I realized that kind of, there is not only you and the painting, there is like a space, there is like other people, there's like this kind of. This well, kind of but there's also everything the the viewer brings to it as well. I mean, the, you know, you show an image of anything, a man with a certain set of experiences in their life will look at it want very differently than a woman with very different experiences in their life, you know, whatever it is. Just basically, whenever a viewer looks at a, any piece of an art, so it doesn't matter if it's an object or an experience, they, they're always bringing their own experiences on and, and applying it to it as well. So mm -hmm. like it's, it's hard, it's a difficult balance because when you're making art, you try to make it as best to express what you want. I'm saying about me, I guess. So like what I want, but there is always that balance that you do have to take into consideration how a viewer would experience it or engage with it or anything like that. Like yeah, exactly. the, you, you so, cannot be a, a purist and just say yeah. like, this is mine. It's the perfect expression of my idea. And I don't care if you understand it. Yeah. No, no, for me, like it, it's a complex relation. And for me, it was just not possible to 
to be like also I felt like as an an I felt like really naked in front of my pictures. So like the Those only are the best ones though. The the only also also that the only way to kind of to let the chance be open that people can get into them is to be naked in, in front of them because as soon as you're not you kind of you you're not you kind of then then you even work on separating them from what you're trying to say so from as you see it kind of this this uh relation was not part at all of my work for 10 years and i kind of i really stepped on it in a in in one moment somehow and it changed a lot and i began to work then on this on this relation and so i began to create objects i began to make installation i began to work room specific and also i began to kind of to minimalize because like in my paintings it was like about you know like the expression of everything and then it was like then i just made wooden cubes for two years and just was painting also just wooden cubes on standing on sometimes on empty chairs also some some people who knew me back then were like really i mean they were not shocked this would be like but they were really surprised on 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 it's a shift, yeah. I mean, from from tra- tradi- more traditional oil paintings to sculptural objects and, and minimal sculptural yeah. objects is a bit of a dramatic shift. But I mean, yeah. But that's what we do when we're young, uh, and I don't mean young in necessarily age, but young in our experiences as, as being creative. Like we we try different things. Like I've fluctuated between different mediums and different things, you know. But uh, in the end, like. It, the, the thing that I keep noticing is like there, there will always be a, or you hope there is, I should say, you hope there's a common thread through your work, some some consistent concept or idea mm-hmm. or in th- something you're investigating or whatever it is. So no matter what medium you're working in or how you're expressing your idea, that there is something that if a like a curator or a collector or an institution were to look at your entire career they could say like oh well this was a growth from this previous one to this yeah. one because of this yes. even if it changes visually very dramatically yeah of course i mean in my case i think there've been really some or there's there still are some visually some very big steps or some really big differences which are like really which make it like hard to kind of to see this kind of development on just on 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 some in in some few moments you know it's not like that you see okay he start i started like painting realistic faces and now then it began to be a little bit more abstract and so it's it's like i really made some some super dramatic jumps jumps yeah which yeah. are like where you really think okay now he kind of he became someone else but then yeah. The thing is, there, there, if you need to know the the story behind it, well, that's then, the thing. Then it makes there, sense. There's yeah, always yeah. a great story behind it because, like, I can remember like some some shifts that I've made. I can remember even uh, like reading about other artists and stuff where like they're working one way, and then suddenly, like a year or two later, they do a dramatic shift in their work, and you find out that they like read some great philosophy or had some dramatic life experience that sort of just shifted everything about them. You know. Like, you finished school in 2009? Uh, 13. Darn it. Yeah, almost. <laughs> so bad with numbers, my God. All right. 2013. Um, so you finished. So you really have only been out of school for six years. At this seven point. years. Seven, seven years. years. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. that's not that long outside of school. So, yeah. so 
I, now, of course, my research on you, I think, is nowhere near the expanse of what it is that you actually do or have done. Yeah. I mean, I know about how many L's is it? L L L L L. It's six L's. I got yeah. five. <laughs> right? No, almost. It's and also like the L, the L's are just like uh, the somehow the abstraction of the signs which actually uh, are the name of the space. I mean, you just started by talking about L, this this L, 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 the six L are the name of, of my artist run space, yeah. And actually the, the name of the space is like five white and one black square. This is actually the name. And you can also write this in ASCII. So you can, can write it in a text. You can, you don't have to kind of in, insert a JPEG or a GIF. It's just, you can do it in a written text. You can, can make those signs, those white and black squares. Right. And the name comes from, uh, because when, uh, it's a very common practice this, that when artists uh, open an artist run space in Vienna, that they just often use what's on the facade. Like Elektro-Gönner or like Schneiderei or like Sinusum. They just use what, just use the old signs which are on the facade. So there happened to be a bunch of L's on your building? Yeah, like not my building. There was kind of just, there were like six uh, uh, squares like light boxes and there were no letters anymore on them just the empty light boxes and like five were working the sixth one wasn't okay so when we kind of put on the switch we had like five white and one black square on our facade and i thought like yeah that's kind of looks nice okay somehow. And makes so much more sense now because like yeah. i we were emailing and i kept getting these emails from LLLLL -L 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 -L, yes. and i'm like what is this <laughs> Thing. Like, the I thing is like to have an, a web address or as you say to yep. have an email address you can't you don't have squares you can't enter a square on on www.square so we had kind of are you sure you can't yeah i'm sure okay and so we so those six big l's mm -hmm. somehow look a little bit like the shadow of the squares somehow so this, this is why we have like six l to yep. have no, as I said, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah I get it so, now. Totally yeah. understand it now. Okay. So you you run an artist space. You exactly, have a yes. studio near that artist space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Currently, we are outside of town in a development that has been like so generous and allowed you and a bunch of other artists to have a an artist studio out here. Exactly, yeah. And you have your Nota. No, nota? Nota, yes. Nota. Yeah. the gallery which is a church that you have saved an emergency church which is has a rich long history here that i had never heard of before mm -hmm. coming here what else do you do well i mean uh i think you kind of now just told like the which is like 99 percent of my well like let's say like 90 percent of my work i mean i but you're also a practicing artist Exactly. I mean, the thing is, like, for me, the LLL is, like, really an artist-run space. So this is, like, kind of in a tradition of, like, which is, like, since 30 years in, in Vienna, very normal somehow. You have, at the moment, we have, like, 40 artist-run spaces in Vienna. So, like, the artist-run space is, like, it's, it's, uh, it started as a project to kind of continue with this idea of, of artist group and this idea of community which we talked about which was very important for me in my in my study time and which I then realized that after the diploma that it became that that it got more and more loose and that you got more and more of this kind of lone wolf which I knew before because this this is what I did for many years 
So this was maybe one of the reasons why I then wanted to do this on an artist-run space, to kind of to have this kind of a strategy to kind of to to stay in touch with with other with colleagues, which is also kind of the somehow in in my experience the when it comes to making art, like those are the people who I like the most to be surrounded by. It's not like I mean like as as most artists realize like it's not that working and talking with with gallerists is like such a pleasant time mostly also like talking with with just with people who kind of are not like just with with spectators from who come to an exhibition oh yeah as much as i love putting on an exhibition and i love all the hugs and pat on the back good jobs and all that it doesn't fulfill me in any way, but yeah. there's times when you have the ability to sit with somebody who is creative and can give you constructive feedback and, and, and maybe even just like open a door. Like, and, and I mean, it could be a conceptual door for your art or it could be a, like a literal door. Like they show you something you'd never seen. Those are far more rewarding yeah. for me yeah. than a pat on the back and a yeah. talk at a gallery. I mean, I can say it more simply. It, just, it was just a strategy to continue this kind of feeling of a community that mm -hmm. I had in my, in my study time. Oh, absolutely, so, yeah. The, the hardest part of leaving school, and, and this isn't even just art school, this is like any school, is that loss of community. Yeah. Because the, a lot of the academia in any program is about as much about what you learn and experience with your peers as it is what you learn and experience from your teachers so yeah any way to try and perpetuate it after graduation i'm all for yeah so this project really somehow still is a, not part of my art practice so it's like really it's an artist-run space do me a quick favor though define an artist-run space uh it means that it's like it's a an exhibition space where mostly exhibitions are shown like it's not it's not the studio it's like or it's also not your flat it's just like it's a somehow it, it's run it runs as a gallery but with the big difference that it's uh, not a commercial project it's like you don't sell you don't have an income from your shows at all like so like if if i were to walk into ll 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 and say, I love that piece. I want to buy it. You hey, of won't course, sell it no, to no, me. Of, of course, you could. Of, I think we we sold like one work in in four years, which was like from my former professor who sold a photograph. I'm just so, clarifying. That's yeah, yeah. it. No, no. It's, it's <laughs> the thing is you you. But it's not there. There is no 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 pricing. Right. It's not the intention of yeah, it. The intention the, exactly, is yeah. to have an opportunity to exhibit a new idea or try something out or you know you know like just test something even kind of thing just get some feedback publicly on something exactly yeah. i mean it, and like most artists run spaces at least those who uh, then exist for more than half a year uh, then live on on cultural funding like mainly on state and city funding tell me more about this i'm all about learning about funding here in europe yeah. because i it, none of this stuff exists in america so okay. like yeah, i'm yeah, so fascinated yeah. by this so Okay, so you're running an artist space and you can get money from, because I've heard stories already, yeah. you can get money from city, state, oh no, wait, no, districts, exactly, yeah. city, and then federal, potentially, yeah, depending on yeah, how big those, you those get. Those are like the three main sources of 
getting a funding. Yes. But do you have to be a NGO to get funding? NGO, yes, somehow. I mean, non-profit, you have to, NGO, yeah, whatever. Exactly. I mean, the, the thing is, uh, I don't know the, how you say it. You have to, to make a Verein, which is like... Uh, which I, is my some, is as horrible. yeah. Which is some somehow an NGO. I mean, a Verein can can also be like just it, oh, uh, like an association. An association. Yeah. Yep. It can also be just just four people who like growing flowers and they make a association for growing flowers. And they can get funding from the district, city, and federal. Uh, probably not a cultural funding, but but they also can get the funding. The thing is like that most of those uh, fundings from the city and from the from the state, not all from the state, but some, you need to have this Verein, you need to have this NGO, let, let's yeah. say NGO. Yeah. So you can't apply for it just on, on as a single person. Right, that, so, I mean, that's sort of the question. Yeah. Now, stupid question, like what's the, what, I don't even know if you know this, but like what what's the range of amount of support that these different, because I would imagine the districts are as smallest amount of support, the city's more support, and the federal well, is most of support. That depends on, on, on what you're running. I mean, like... Probably also been, depends on what district, I would imagine, because some uh, districts probably have more money for culture than others. Well, that's in... in I don't... I can't... You know, I'm, I'm not a, a specialist on, on which district has what funding, but I just know it from, like, because I'm 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 running my uh, projects in two districts, like this note gallery is in the 22nd district. And right, which is where we are now. Exactly, yeah. And the LLL is in the 3rd district. And uh, from my experience, like, I mean, I get like more funding for Note Gallery, but it's also because it's a bigger project. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, like the amount from the from the district and the city is more or less the same. Hmm. And but I mean, the question is like, how much do they support? Like, what I mean is like, I'm not saying what, how much yeah, money do you get? No, I'm not no, asking can, that, but can, like, what's the range they, that you can apply for? It's like, uh, I can say it from my space and also from like most colleagues that I know that like you get like from the from the district like 500 to 2000 uh, euros a year which is also like from the city and from the state you if you're the thing is also you have it's not you know not everyone gets the funding that's of course. also like it's, oh yeah yeah so it's kind of I mean it's it's more or less they try to divided on a on a wide level so it's like it's it's easier to get like a funding for your artist run space than to get like a scholarship for like your just own artistic yes i practice. understand yeah so, so basically, like basically they'll fund an association easier than they would fund a solo artist exactly, trying yes, to like yes. fund a project or their own studio or whatever like that yeah, and exactly. that's interesting okay so so basically, they're encouraging people to work as communities more than encouraging people to work as individuals. I mean, somewhat it's, it's it's also a question of because when I apply for a funding for a space, the question is what do I get for it? Like if I get like ten thousand euro yearly funding for my artist run space from the from the state, I can't buy myself canvases. I can't buy myself. I can't pay for a flight for like for you know it's it's like it's it's money that I get to realize projects where more or less like other people because then I invite artists to make like exhibitions so right. somehow kind of 
I'm just surprised you all get money at all. Like, like to to me, from you know my perspective, I love that you get any amount of money. Mm -hmm. I love that the government is supporting you all in any way. Yeah, Yeah, I mean that's like a. a But we all complain that it's never enough money. (laughs) Yeah, I mean the the thing is like that it's somehow it's a. It's also it's somehow an ending story, because you. Kind of you can't. That's something that's something that you can like like most people do like that that's something that helps you when you're kind of young artist you know mm-hmm. it's kind of out well, of academy and then but that was going to be my next question is like basically how long can you get this funding for so like so your artist run question, space yeah. like is there a we will only the government will only help you for five years or ten years or is, is there a limit to that or will they literally like keep your help your association mm-hmm. for well, actually, I, I don't I don't heard of a, of a limit. I don't okay. think that there then, is a limit. It's uh, fabulous. I that let's not talk about that anymore yeah. because otherwise somebody's gonna think like, hey, we should put a limit on that. Yeah, I mean that it, somehow it, it's even if if you start supporting a project, then it's kind of also somehow really hard if you stop supporting. Ah, uh-huh. okay. So like basically, sort of once you get the support, you kind of can rely on that you will continue to get that support. Normally, you can say this. I I had the experience that when we talk about like before, I was like on this point of like where where I talked like that this artist-run space isn't an artistic project. In 2018, I kind of I made a project where I used the space as material for an artistic project. I was invited with the space to show up on a, a kind of a satellite fair in Vienna. You know, you have the once a year, you have the Vienna Contemporary, which yep. is like the main fair. Yep. And since like f- four, five, six years, you have the Parallel Vienna, which is like a satellite fair. And so I was invited to this to do some, uh, how, do they, how do they call it? Project statement. So more or less, it was just they, they invite artist-run spaces to yep. take a room and, and, and show some artists or their own artworks, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought like, yeah, okay, I mean, it's a, it's this, it's this parallel fair. It's kind of, there are like hundreds of rooms. It's like really somehow it can be like really annoying just, you know, to be lost in this kind of hundreds of rooms, putting a lot of kind of effort into something that no one takes a look at. So I was like trying to, to kind of, to do something which kind of shows this, this whole dependencies. Of, of like the the spaces and the artists and the institutions kind of you know this kind of this yeah you wanted to work within the system to, to sort of point out the flaws in the system and well so I I took those squares which we talked about like those six squares those light boxes which give the space its name and I brought them to the fair and I installed those light boxes which are all together almost five meter long and I put them on the wall and then I put some some bench in front of it. And I hired a tattoo artist. I gave people the possibility to let themselves the logo tattoo, to get a tattoo of the, the logo. Okay. And if they would do this, I said they will get a solo exhibition in my space. I thought like, okay, no one will do it. I thought like it's some some nice idea to kind of you know to to show. Well, it depends. How big did the tattoo have to be? Ah, uh, you could. You could. And and where? <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, did, it, of, did it have to be like visible, like on my neck or on my no, hand? You had like you had the, the you had the freedom to to kind of to choose like the spot and also the size. I mean, there was like a minimal size. Could, could I do it in like ultraviolet, so it was only visible under black light, or did it actually have to be visible? No, no. Actually, it was just with the black ink. So okay. It was like really, it was like the black ink, and it was like a very like the classic tattoo style. But you could choose the the size and like the the spot. We said we don't do face because like. To be not like that someone is not like killing you five years after because <laughs> he said you're i love it how many people took you up on this yeah there were like then 23 people <laughs> in six days who did this so the thing was like i was like kind of okay now like 23 people who i have no idea who they are i have no idea what they do and they have like 23 solo spots in my exhibition space. So this became like, it, it became the year program, as you can imagine. It's it's more than a year program. Yes, it is. But it, and so kind of, I was like, okay, I got funding, this yearly funding now for two years. Okay, now I have to use probably the yearly funding for this project. Okay, let's do it. So I applied with those people. And then the state of Austria gave me the reaction that, it's not possible that artists have to get tattooed to be able to take part in an exhibition funded by the state of Austria. <laughs> so, so yeah, kind of no, no. So there was no funding in 2019 <laughs> for my space. So that's normally you get like the funding each year, but you can do certain things which. Yeah, there is a line where the government does yeah, not want their name attached to it anymore. Yeah, and and yeah, I found it. And yes, you yeah. re, you found that line where they so, wouldn't allow. But but this was also the moment where I turned my my space into kind of into an artistic project because this kind of this became then this is now a project in my portfolio as some kind of more concept art, which I'm kind of which is a direction where my work led me in the last. Yes, so well, I could totally see the the culmination of all of this. So, like, once all the exhibitions are completed, you could easily make a, a very interesting book out of that, where mm -hmm. you then document yeah. the tattoo. Maybe you even have great documentation of the tattoos being done mm -hmm. and the space at at the fair, and then the exhibitions themselves. So, like, it could be a really interesting like book that, yeah, that yeah, sure. ends up coming out of that. I mean, the thing is, like most projects you do can end up in interesting books hmm. well at least no, i know some projects that don't look good in books but okay <laughs> but like the, the the question is then who reads the books oh well i didn't say it had to be like a big run book <laughs> i mean you can make just a hundred of them you know yeah. like, i mean it doesn't have to yeah, be yeah, you know true, yeah. you don't yeah. have, it could be a handmade book for all i care you know edition of edition of 23 because you have 23 artists yeah i mean there's like the the up the the next story was like that the year after I felt like a little bit bad to be like you know and because I'm an artist myself I'm not not a, I'm not a gallerist you are now <laughs> yeah and so I thought like well if I'm an artist who lets who, who kind of who comes up with this concept that shows dependencies on the art market and which shows like what artists have to do to kind of to get visible this was like the idea of this concept and so I thought, like, if I come up with, with a concept like this, and then I have to take part by myself. Did you get a tattoo also? 
the thing was like then the, this the this year like one year after i took part with a gallery on the main fair like on the vienna contemporary i set up the same thing again <laughs> and i did like a You're just a glutton for punishment <laughs> and and i did like a graphic a, like a, a print you know like a graphic print of like of a comp- Bind logo with 24 times like me as the 24th artist so I made like 24 times the squares like it's then 144 squares Man, and this is this is either like a really cool book or it could be like a video you could make it like a like a nice short film about this yeah. this whole and thing I got okay. and then I got it tattooed on my back so I have like I have 144 squares on my back how, how big are you talking like your whole back it's like from it's like the whole uh the width like, like from the from left blades, yeah from like... from left to right and it's like eight lines high so it's like three like 18 squares in one line and eight lines high so kind of i took the responsibility the con the cons i think in my work it's a lot of about consequence that's something it's not like if the, if the consequence kind of means that it's kind of just a horrible aesthetic or even a totally like you know not if it's like if if the consequent is like if it's if, if it's if the consequence says that that it's it should be done then then it fits for me to do it I, i'm i admire you for this i'm not a tattoo person i have no tattoos and i have no desire to be tattooed but like i admire your devotion to this and like okay. that you're you've you, you you know in for a penny in for a pound basically like yeah. you, if you're gonna expect other people to do it you do it yourself like the, it's it's an admirable trait yeah i mean when it comes to like to to some art aesthetics or meanings the things also because tattoo isn't like it's not it's not a, a very fresh medium you know it's like also like to, to get get yourself tattooed i mean it's like 50 years after artists get themselves shot it's not like something I love that you just referenced Chris Burden. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like this was like when somehow this this uh, when it comes to in in when I was a student, I was like thinking about this reenacting, like you know, doing something which which is like as a, as an I think for every art student, you realize at some point everything has been done, and then you start like okay, but what if still if even if everything has been done, this does not mean that doing something again has no meaning, and for this thing like Chris Burden was like a very good instance because just because someone has shot himself it does not mean that being shot does not mean anything <laughs> so, I just, no you don't understand i love chris burden i think yeah. he's fabulous like i mean i went to the san francisco art institute mm-hmm. yeah, for okay, my master's yeah, degree yeah. so like he was a big influence on a lot of my teachers and stuff mm-hmm. so like i'm a huge fan so yeah. it's just sort of, but like my, me personally uh, no, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I mean, I respect you for doing it. It's great. I respect yeah. Chris Burden. I love his work, but like, it's mm-hmm. too much for me. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm too scared to do things okay. like that. Like, the, the consequences. Like, yeah. you know, like I would say I'm probably the wrong person. Like, I'm always afraid of consequences. Like, that's one of my biggest fears. Like, okay. the, I mean, the creating of this podcast. It took mm-hmm. me like almost two years to talk myself out of my fears of the consequence of doing this. Really? Oh my God. I am so scared of making a complete ass out of myself. (laughs) Like, because I have shared and 
and I have I've give I've, I've had conversations during this these recordings that I've been I would probably never have had them in my entire life period but I certainly would never put them in public and allow everybody to know about these conversations I've okay. had conversations about race and sexism and religion and stuff that like I am mortified <laughs> Okay, but, but 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 I just you know what I, I just I titled the the thing the wise fool because I've been in in my life I took up a mantle at one point in my past well probably maybe more than one point in my past of being very arrogant and and you know I, I believe I'm very good at this I'm I'm a great teacher you know fuck off quit telling me how to teach you know I you know. I didn't want to hear any criticism because I thought my art was, you know, doing doing a very good job, and it's bullshit. Like I, I, I shouldn't have done it. It, mm-hmm. it, it was, it, it ended up hurting not only me, maybe some of my private relationships. It certainly hurt my business and and in art industry sort of relationships and. So yeah, I'm, I'm utterly afraid of the consequences of okay. my actions because I, I, I mean. Probably probably goes back to my dad being a minister, a priest. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I heard <laughs> yeah. this in, in one of the podcasts. That yeah, I so like, yeah. it probably yeah. has something to do with that. I mean, I, I'm not going to blame my father for this or, or or religion for it, but but it probably has something to do with that. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm utterly afraid of the the ramifications of my actions because I've done many things that hurt many people, and mm-hmm. I've done many things that hurt myself in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. Mm-hmm. I was a drug addict for eight years, you know, doing heroin and coke, and I did all kinds of stupid shit. Okay. I've done like, and I'm sure I've hurt many people, you know, like yeah. through my own actions and or inactions, you know. So like, see, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very scared of consequences. So like, the fact that you're like working about consequences is sort of, I think, it just scares me. <laughs> okay. For me, somehow it's kind of. I mean, also I. Like you talked now about some personal backgrounds, I think also have like like everyone has, also maybe some somehow. My personal background, where I kind of had the experience of being totally stuck in being able to act, like I think. So, so you had no opportunity to act to do something. Yeah, maybe I had the opportunity, but there was like, like it was like more like being stuck in some some sand, you know, in some how you call it, tribe tribe uh, sand, uh, some, uh, some tr- uh, sand, uh, quicksand. Yeah, some that I think I think it's also it's 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 not it's not a, it's a common feeling maybe that people can have with family or people that they're very close with that you kind of that you can do whatever you want, but your actions just don't. Uh, show any response and so maybe this was also something that made it for me easier to work as an artist mm. because it's like a sign I think it's something which is like very hard in 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 artistic field is that you also you can do a l- lot of shit you can do a l- lot of work you can do like drastic actions but the the results or like the, the what comes back is very small but for me this was like more than I was used to because of like what was so because of my personal background where, where it was like really no way to kind of to get results in, in some some way that you want to make changes you want to achieve something but there was like results were so so small that like 
uh, not so great results that you have in, in, in when you do art were kind of I was like able to work with them and maybe that's also why I kind of like consequences because it shows that that your actions somehow meant something or affected yeah, something. Yeah, something that kind yeah. of that your actions kind of really do something and even and that's that's something that 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 makes me kind of really that's why kind of working on 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 a on a term where the consequence means more than aesthetic and more than kind of being cool you know like doing this kind of to be like on a scene you know like to do the the things that look good on instagram and kind of the things that kind of just i love when, when my things look good on instagram i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> we all want our things to look good on instagram yeah kind of probably yes no but but it's so for me this also this is kind of it gives me i have the feeling that this gives me some uh more artistic freedom that kind of that it's as soon as you don't rely so much on on this kind of uh immediate feedback and when you more rely on kind of on some 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 personal layers or what it's hard to say see well okay what, what i'm hearing and what what interests me about what you're saying is that you're basically talking about sort of like the foundation of the you you work conceptually much more, like the concept behind your work is yes. the first and most important part of your work and you don't necessarily create a product that could be sold in the market the quote air quotes here art market so mm -hmm. like you you create experiences you create um emotive ex, uh, ex, yeah, experiences more I mean at least, at least from what you're talking about this tattoo thing that like this yeah. this is more of an experience of that that both people can participate in but they can also watch and sort of feel it's have some sort of empathy and emotion towards it yeah. I'm I'm the I've was raised with the more of the American capitalistic sort of thing where it's about you know you make a somewhat of a beautiful object just in order to entice people in to then talk about a concept mm -hmm. and it's i find it compelling in many ways and fascinating but european artists from what the, from the people i've talked to and engaged with there seems to be a, a sense of security in your work that you feel like you can work you can focus more attention on the concept because like in my background I, it's not that I'm a money grubbing person and like money is not my driving force, but, but in America it's selling, you know, mm -hmm. creating something that can be sold. Yeah, exactly. Whereas in Europe, it's very, you all have these great financial infrastructures, uh, government supports, corporate supports, private uh, patrons, donors, whatever, that make it so that you have the opportunity to focus your attentions more on concept and less on sales that's somehow of course very true yeah because i mean i mean also but there is like i also heard from i had some talks with uh with two guys from austria who went who went to la they were from everybody goes to la why la I but but they were like they're not they were not my age but like really really older they went to la like times ago but that's not that's not my because i don't have so many experiences like they had when they left but 
for me they said like yeah it's like they were so fed up with just being in this uh state in this state movement where as, as long as you kind of are like the good artist you know like and, and do your thing and, and do like you know like don't also, cross the lines of exactly, what the government yes, allows exactly yes then and also that the thing is then and but still you kind of you know it's it's a, it's a field where when the longer you into you kind of you also you realize that it has its limitations well and the grass is always greener on the other side exactly yes yeah, so, so like, i'm sitting here like envious of your opportunities here in europe and i'm sure many european artists are very envious of the american can sort of style of creating works because because i'm from the background of create a beautiful object sell it Mm -hmm. the money you earn from it that then helps you fund your next project Mm -hmm. like that's how it works but that's completely backwards here here it's you come up with a concept you find somebody to fund the project and then there's no necessity for sales because basically it's already been paid for by some support that exists Mm -hmm. in europe yeah but it's a the question is to what point you can run this i mean i'm I, I have no idea to what point you can do it because like but i just know that it's like that the possibilities don't get more no. the older you get it's like it's oh okay you know, it's, it's more or less kind of you know you you start as a student and there are even like you have to be accepted on the university there are so many people who want to to study art uh-huh. then you kind of then then some, um, some certain amount is able to study art yeah it starts funneling down basically yeah, exactly, so lots of yeah. people starts get it or lots of people want to be artists only a few get to school then only a few graduate then only a few actually yeah, exactly. have so the opportunity this to is something it. which i think is probably the same in europe and the u.s oh, yeah, i yeah, mean yeah. there are like different struct- structures which you can say yeah which one maybe is like each has its its qualities for some certain ways of working i mean it I think yeah maybe it, it, this kind of possibilities of working on on concepts and like to get like money for some more some not so kind of uh product based works is like also produces like some kind of art in in Europe that probably is harder to be done in the US and, and, oh, and yes. the other way so yeah i mean that's that's, that's very interesting to kind of to to kind of to see how how the sadly as an outsider as a not i'm not a resident of the eu or i'm not a resident of any country here i'm not eligible for any of this funding no not unless okay. i partner with some either some person or some uh, association or ngo okay. that's the only way i can get any of the funding otherwise i'm not eligible yeah. for any of it yeah but like i think most fundings that i get you could also get well, I mean, like for the podcast, like because uh, you know, from the beginning, my my wife has always been like, "Yeah, but how are you going to make money from this?" Mm-hmm. And I, you know, there's always the I could have gone to advertisers, which I don't want to do because nobody likes advertising, basically, especially not in the arts. And this is this whole podcast is going to be a niche thing anyway, so it's mm-hmm. never going to be massive and all this. So, so um, uh, finding funding like through grants and mobility grants and travel grants and all these kinds of things like this is where I'm trying to go with this because I want to I want to keep it somewhat pure I like I mm-hmm. want to I want it to be what it is I don't want to have to 
sell out. I don't want to have to, you know, whatever, you know, pander to some salespeople kind of thing, which to me then again feels very American mm -hmm. to do that. So like I'm trying to find some way to, to perpetuate this. Like right now this is all self-funded. Like I, I pay for everything. I bought all the equipment. I pay for all my travel out of yeah. my own pocket. Uh, it, with the hope and the prayer that in the future people will like it enough and that I can find grants that will be able to make it so that I can travel to more places and so on and so on. But mm. not yet. But we've only, I've only been doing this for five months, six months. Really? Okay. Yeah. Not very long. Yeah. July 15th was the first one that went live. Okay. So I, mean, I started recording before that. but You're really on the road. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm trying to set up a system where basically every two months I go to a new city and then I interview 16 people and that 16 people is two months worth of recordings Okay. because I do two a week and so that's eight weeks, so that's two months and then I go out for another two months, go to another city. And the hope is the, the, the hope of the podcast is over time and over the sheer volume of it, the, the experiences, the learning that if somebody wanted to learn how the art industry, scene, market, whatever word you want to use for it, how it works and how they can work in it, if they go through it, they can like, because they, I, I designed it so like the first part of the title says sort of what they do. So curator, gallerist, artist, whatever their title is. So like whatever part of the industry you want to learn about, you can mm -hmm. find somebody who has said something about okay. it. And so like, like la last night I was hanging out with some, space artist space people that like run an artist space and they were saying that they went through and they only listened to the gallerists okay like yeah. that's it and they skipped all the artists they don't care what the artists have to say okay <laughs> you know, they basically it, it's like you you want to hear what the people above you in the hierarchy mm -hmm. are, are interested but you don't care about the people that are the same as you okay <laughs> it's very funny but anyways that's not what we're here for so you run, okay, so you've got LL, 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 and then you've also got Not a Gallery, which is, is not, it's, it's, it's written Not a Gallery, but it's not, it's Not a Gallery. Okay, the thing is like it's a not, the thing is a German, it's a German word, which like Not in German is not Not in English. Uh, not is like, uh, you can translate it as emergency, to be in need for something, like if there is, if someone is in not, he's in a bad situation. He's, okay. So this kind of, this, this not gallery is like you could translate it then as emergency gallery. And uh, our name comes from its origin as Notkirche, like emergency church, which was like emergency churches were like made in Europe in the, uh, between first and second world war. So it was like the, the period where it, where it was kind of invented because it was a time uh, when people were like poor and like transports were like people had no cars and like but they needed churches and there was no money to build because a real church there were a lot oh, wait do we really need churches though <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like kind of the i i heard like one of the i mean like one interesting Sorry, yeah one interesting thing is like uh, i found this abandoned church in 2015 and i squatted it and now it's my building and I transformed it from this abandoned church. To Hold on some, a second. Wait a minute. You yeah. squatted it for two years. Yeah, exactly. Love that. But so, so wait, there's, so there, is there some like law? Because I know about, yeah. I've heard about some squatters laws in other yeah. countries and stuff like so. So if you squat in a place in 
Austria for two years, yeah. you then become the owner? Uh, the thing is, I don't know exactly, but this was something. There must be some law like this because I, when I found it, I kind of I went in and found like, wow, it's, it's crazy. It's it's just an abandoned wooden. Also, that the architecture is very unusual for Vienna. We don't have. It's like it's a very American. It's like this. It's a very very American style of, of wooden house building, mm-hmm. but we don't have this in in Europe. At least not now. We, yeah, I w- actually, I would put it to like uh, it looks sort of a Belgian almost, like you could, cottage yeah, yeah, even. Yeah. Sort of, it almost or looks like a chalet, like a weekend cottage kind yeah. of design. Yeah, when, I mean, when I first saw it in 2015, I thought like it could be some some mid American Utah gospel church, something like this, or it could be from Siberia. You know, it looks like, like a some... clapboard church, is what is yeah. referred to as. Okay. It's, it's yeah. sort of a rural, oftentimes a rural. Uh, church yeah. where they there was no oftentimes no electricity no no heating and air conditioning it was just a clapboard thing and you would open up the windows to create cross breeze yeah, like, exactly, yeah i used to yeah. go to those as a kid really? actually okay. yeah oh yeah and so when when i found it and when i went in then i kind of i just i, I tried to find out who is like the uh the, the owner at the moment and then i found out who this guy is and it was uh, it was like the owner of a viennese bakery and so I just called his assistant and then I, he called me back and I was like, yeah, hello, Mr. Tinder. I would, I'm an artist. I, I finished like my, my studies two years ago. I found this place. I would like to do something there. Could we make some kind of, some kind of very, very cheap rent, you know, like some kind of, you know, like, is it precarium? Can you say this? Is it an English no, word? No, precarious means precarious is a bad situation. No, a um, like a like a barter or a yeah. Yeah, but like I, I just I asked him if I somehow can use it for for some 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 time period, maybe for for very. F- but he was like, just uh, I would I want you not to step in the building and thanks. So I was like, okay, I'm sorry to tell you, I'm already in. And so I thought, like, yeah, what? I don't have anything to lose. I just said this, and then it was you like, probably could have been arrested for trespassing. The thing was, like, then we're like three seconds of silence, and then he said, like, well, do whatever you want. This phone call never happened, so probably there is some law that from the moment that he knows someone is in, and he's not getting him out by some actions, that I, after some, a certain time, I get some. Squatters' so, rights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why he said, but probably this does not happen if he never knows, because then he can say, I just I did not know, so why I couldn't, I would have done something if I have known. Right. So this oh, was like my, so, but this was my situation for two years, kind of, it never happened somehow. So I squatted the place and I just used it for artistic projects, like I did my own exhibitions there, then I started inviting other people like other artists to create like stuff there because it was like a very untypical place because you don't often have uh, your own now was was this in downtown vienna or it was like in the same uh, district which we are now but like more in a in some uh, family housing street you know like yeah okay so i'm because i was picturing like if it was in downtown i'm like that would look really weird there okay so it was already sort of slightly rural slightly outside of town okay all right we'll put pictures on the on the social media and stuff for you also i have now the portfolio is now in english because it was the 
the moment I sent you, I just said the German one, but now we have like English translations. So. Okay. Well, we, we'll put links to all of his different endeavors, all these different things uh, on the, the podcast website. And so, so for me, kind of this, this building was somehow more like a social sculpture, kind of because it's somewhat it's an object by itself, but you, then then it, it kind of it works as a, also as a gallery space, but it's like so untypical. So the thing was like then in 2017, in the like it would be the third year of running the space in this squatted situation. I, say, I love it. You, I'm running my space in this play, this thing that I stole from somebody. <laughs> but but then I got the call from from the owner or from his assistant. I said like, yeah, Mr. Cecil, nice that you blah blah blah. Get out of it. We're going. We have all the agreements from the city. We are now allowed to build like the 50 new houses because of what they bought it. Right. Because it was like a 4,000 square meter area, so they could like make 60 small apartments. Of course. And get your stuff and leave. The thing was like at this point after like, because normally you put a lot of effort into a project and no one cares. In this project, we I put a lot of effort into it. And also in those two years, a lot of first colleagues joined and found it great and also put a lot of effort into it. And then it was like a really nice scene because it was like, it was so unusual. Because it was like not the typical art space that you go in and then you just like, you know, you just go there and drink a beer and then just, you know, talk about what happened on, on this day. And then you go to the next space. It was like it wasn't this. It took one one hour to get there. And it was like so strange. And like when you got there, you, you stayed. You know, sure. Because yeah. It, it, it was a destination yeah. more than just a part of a round of going to events. So the thing is, it really worked somehow. And then also because of the way it worked and the way it kind of then so the uh vienna also has like we talked now about like fundings from like from the state mm. fundings from the city fund from the district uh but vienna also has its own funding system for art in public space of course yeah yeah just like the Kur, the kunst im öffentlichen raum the art in public space mm. and uh I just on in this third year in the beginning I just I, I knew they exist and I thought yeah somehow like my squatted place is I thought it's a little bit hard to fund because it's official funding and it's a squatted place but just yes. just just give them a call give them a call you love these uh, sort of odd juxtapositions of yeah. things and so but the things I was just like saying hi and then like I wrote an email like I wrote an email and 10 minutes later I got a call Hello, here is Art in Public Space Vienna. We followed your project last years and we come to us. And I was like, okay. And at this point I had like my 2000 euros from the BKR, from the state. And so I went there and kind of uh, just, didn't, they kind of said, yeah, we have like, they have like three year topics. And kind of said, yeah, our our focus for the next three years is on in outskirts and like some like uh like, like this kind of no man's land situations and and so kind of they gave me like a short list of what is their focus which was sounded like a short description of my project right so that was really lucky on your part exactly so this was like the situation which was like unusual that you do something you put a lot of effort and after two years you get like rewarded 
and like they also said yeah apply and i was like asking for how much shall i apply and they told me like 10 times the amount that i was expecting so it was like really a big amount and like uh, a week later i got the call from which i was talking the call that we're going to tear down the church get everything it's done so i was like okay this is like now really 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 bad situation i was i remember i was like uh on this day i was like talking with myself i was like then running through the supermarket and like shouting with with the owner like looked like a crazy guy was a crazy guy and so then i came up with the idea okay like with this funding that they maybe can give me i could not only make an exhibition there i could like take down the whole building and just just take the whole building and run you know mm -hmm. and i had like from this day when kind of they told me that they will take down the building i had like three months and due to a lot of work and some some crazy luck I really kind of got a new area, like here in, in Seestadt. They gave me like a 15,000 square meter property. And the owner kind of in the end, he kind of uh, gave me the church as a present. He said, yeah, just take it. You kind of, I have to, you kind of, you save me money. For yeah, I was going to say, he'd have to pay to throw it away, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you, and then the, the Kör paid for, for like the, the costs of, of like, because it's, I mean, we it was like, we did it then all mostly 90% on ourselves, like me and some some other artists. Like what? Wait, so you like literally took it apart piece by piece yeah, exactly. and then like literally piece by piece put it back together. Exactly, yeah. Like we, we <laughs> I was picturing you got like a big flatbed truck and like a crane no, no, it's, it's and not, like not, put not, it on We it. did not do it American style. We just did it like we... we Why is that an American style? What are you doing? It's like, but you know those pictures that like kind of that, that in America houses drive over the, the highway. Yeah, you don't see this in in Europe. I think oh, we have, okay. I'm like, yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah, I think there were like really, I think uh, some some <laughs> limits on on maximum width of. Oh of, yeah, of, in Europe they yeah, yeah, yeah the smaller roads, everything smaller here. So another thing is like we numbered each single part, like each, and we really took took it into the smallest parts you can dismantle it. Can you say dismantle? No, dismantle. Yeah. Okay, dismantle yeah. it. So. It were like about ten to fifteen thousand numbered sure. wooden parts. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a building. <laughs> yeah, and we did most of the transport we did with a Mercedes Sprinter, which is like you know like a, a yeah cargo van. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and just for the main parts we used a big truck. Yeah, and then it took like nine weeks to I believe it to kind of to dismantle it, to transport it, and to then rebuild it. And so this was in two thousand seventeen, and now since like two years it's like now here in in Seestadt so this project now is running in, in the fifth year and yeah and I mean like overall like I think 85 artists were in, involved in exhibitions in, wow. in this time and this is like this project is like really on the on on the edge between like being some exhibition space or even now because it's in this outskirts people or the city wants wants it to be an institution because the city of Vienna has this wish that like the outskirts of this of the city also get like some art institution, but no art institution wants to go out or they also they don't want to really pay for it. So right. kind of as soon as I went here into this Seestadt, kind of they really 
also because in on, in the beginning this term of note gallery like of emergency gallery the term gallery was just for me a joke because it was so obvious in the beginning that it's an completely rotten abandoned wooden empty church in the middle of nowhere that kind of it was but then the more it, it became you know like more a social image you know like because after like in the last years so many people heard of it but never seen it and also people kind of heard of it who kind of had no idea of who I am and what that I'm an artist so that if you just read yeah there's like now then the note gallery you think okay it's a gallery it then if it's, it's here and yet yeah, it's probably some kind of institution I have to admit I didn't understand it mm -hmm. until I came out to it yeah like once I once I like got out here and I walked off the subway and I was like now I get it Okay. <laughs> but like before like see, even seeing pictures and seeing the website and the stuff that you sent me yeah. about it the history of it i was like what it, what <laughs> but like literally like when i walked in and i saw the space i mean don't get me wrong i love the idea of like reusing churches for, you know abandoned churches and stuff because like uh growing up i was in where is it baltimore maryland there was this beautiful old church and it got totally derelict and like nobody loved it and it was falling apart and these Uh, acrobats and jugglers and stuff they moved in and and they rebuilt it and mm -hmm. they they like put in new stained glass that was that had like juggling and acrobatic design stuff in the stained glass they put in new wrought iron gates that had like mm -hmm. juggling and acrobatic things in the wrought iron i mean they really rehabilitated this what, what was a, a, basically a lost building yeah. at a certain point into something that is now like an institution it, it's yeah. really stunning i mean I love the idea of redoing it. It's a fascinating thing. But yeah, I mean, the hard part is, like, quite honestly, it is pretty far out here. It's literally like one stop from the end of the subway line. Like, it's yeah, at the exactly. absolute farthest it could possibly yeah. be. But but still, it takes like 20 minutes from with the subway. I mean, it's, so it's. It wasn't that far. Yeah. No, I mean, like, as far as time, it wasn't that far. It felt far. <laughs> And I mean, it's 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 the only nowhere with its own subway station. I will admit it was very convenient. I mean, it literally, like you walk out of the subway station and you can see it. It's right there. Can't miss it. It's the only structure out there yeah. that, like, somebody. Well, you, the doors were open, the lights were on, so like, yeah. it was very obvious to me. So it's so, a. This makes it kind of a. Yet it's just it's a crazy place, you know. When yeah. I when I was looking. Like like at now I talked about this note gallery project and how I found it and about the building and you know when I was like looking for I was just looking for a place kind of to save it I was not looking for you know the the most crazy place for for ex for exhibitions that you can find I would literally have taken any place. A lot of times when I talk to people, they end up saying like, oh, you need to put in hard work, you need to do this, you need to do that. And then oftentimes it ends with like, and you need to be lucky. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly, like the, yeah. a lot of quote unquote success in the arts industry ends up, you know, no matter how good you are, no matter how talented you are, no matter how anything you are, there's always an element of some luck that sort yeah. of plays into it. And so this happened with you, with your, with your specifically with the, the church, because we were just talking off mic but so like you had the luck of happening to want to like work with the outskirts of vienna at the exact same time that the the governments and the and the the 
sponsors and the funders and everything were showing an interest in culture in that same region. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was like a moment where the outskirts of Vienna became more important and also then just a moment where you just find this kind of... It was not like that I founded something out of nothing. Like, it wasn't that I just came with an idea and, and started it on an empty field. But it was just that you find an empty church. Which is random to find an empty yeah, church cool. also. Somehow, <laughs> I yeah, mean, literally, that's a random thing. So the thing is, like, as I said, like we had like 85 artists being involved there. We had like, I don't know how many exhibitions. And it's all just because I was like on one Sunday driving with the bus because I wanted to take a walk with my girlfriend. And we were just from the bus seeing what the fuck is this? So... That's like when you think about like hard work and planning and, and, you know, like focusing, this is like really important. But in the end, you end up somewhere where you have no, no clue at, at least in my, I hadn't kind of, when I look back at the last five years and you would have asked me anything of this six years ago, I wouldn't tell you anything of that because it's, it couldn't, I couldn't expect anything of it. This is some somehow it, it also when when we started you talked about this kind of this this red line, a red line. You know that the red line in in artistic development, didn't you? Or is this this a, a, a German? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> when you when you talked about like this this development of, of an artist and that. Oh yeah, the the thread that goes through yeah, their, exactly, their yeah, career. The, yes. The, how yeah. you say it? The thread, uh, like needle and thread, like to sew ah, okay, something. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think in, in German, just we say like the. the no, no, red line uh, makes sense. It's yeah, the same. Yeah. Thread. Yeah. Thread. And so even for for me, my in my works, it makes there's a thought because my diploma had like the title icon present, so I was like working with all these topics. So somehow there is this kind of thread in my work, but on, on the other side, it's like all those some um, ingredients that you find or, or like the like like the real story just comes by by luck or just by 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 accident or incident. Yeah, but I mean, some of it, you know, it's one of those things. It's there's like there are philosophies out there that lend to things like opportunities are often around you, but you have to be willing to hear them or see them mm, yeah. you know so like it it, it also took a, an open mind and a creative thought of like you know probably thousands of people have walked by that abandoned church that you saw and just been like eh. but you looked at it differently and you saw something different you saw a different potential a different opportunity and so sometimes it takes that sort of that shift in perspective of seeing the same thing you've seen a million times but seeing it somehow as a different opportunity or a different idea in order to build something that possibly couldn't have ever been built before yeah and i mean now it's uh but i'm really on this 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 border this edge of being like like in this situation where those projects became like 90 percent of my work and where i'm really often on this border between between being an artist or being a curator or being uh, yeah yeah an organizer even yeah, an like, organizer yeah, yeah exactly yes. some 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 kind of some gallerist or some inst also this kind of this thing that this also now the more popular this, those projects become over the years it's like it, it now happens that also more and more people ask that they want to realize projects there so it was like in the beginning it was like completely that i had to go out for people and and, and ask like 
I have this idea, I have this space, can I take a yeah. look, can I, can I show you some pictures, can I tell you about it, would you like to participate? Then there was this moment where, where some people came up with ideas and in the, f but like when it was like few people, like most were also some kind of some, some weird was some weird shit, you know, like some just, just, just hobby painters who wanted to show like some iconic paintings and thought like, Okay, you wait. <laughs> Somebody who who squats in a church and then takes it and and moves it and who does tattoos and stuff, and you call it weird shit. <laughs> it's got to be really weird. <laughs> no, I mean like, I had like some when someone is 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 like really entering you because like also they some of those people were like really so sure about like that they now they come up with the only right idea and mm -hmm. they kind of. They also they they don't treat you as some artist or some more or less private person who is running a project, but they enter you like some some IKEA, you know, like some. Right. So you, you're talking about like the hobby painters that are like, I want to do an exhibition in your space because yeah, now exactly. your space is popular, and here I paint ducks. You know, yeah, like exactly, don't you want yeah. that? I was I got like emails like someone was like Nothing writing personal me with people to paint ducks with, with like his his duck paintings. And I was like, I'm, I, I'm like really trying to be polite because I know what, how much energy you put into everything that you do or you can like, I, I see that like someone just because it's for me, it's weird that it's not like, not, not important for him. So I don't, so in often I'm I like, I really had no idea how to answer those, those emails. So, so what's happened though? So, so you're saying that basically at first you had these spaces that you were running and you were sort of begging people to come participate and now it sort of has turned yeah, exactly. and now basically yeah, you've yeah. got more people asking to be part of your your exhibition spaces and and you're having to turn them down and you're so now you actually are in sort of a luxurious position because you can say it doesn't fit our program mm -hmm. Some, <laughs> somehow I, I don't see it as a luxury position because i you have to say no you have to to start to kind of to because normally all energy that I put into something was 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 positive, you know. I just I, I, when I was thinking about something, it was like thinking about something that should be done, you know. Like you 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 sit and you don't have anything, and all energy you put in, all thoughts that you have, kind of create something. Go find another church and put like start yeah. a little like collection of churches. Sure, like I could make how you say like McDonald's franchise. No, no, I mean just on the same property. Like put three churches yeah, there. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Not, not gallery two, you. three, four. Like I have, I have the plans. I can just like rebuild it, kind of make a franchise out of it. No, you're taking me all wrong. <laughs> no, I mean like literally like because you said you were given one thousand five hundred square meters, which I'm yeah. sure is larger than the plot that the yeah. church. The crazy thing, sorry to interrupt you, like because of the of because it kind of worked out well, and the city and the sea town, which is this kind of city development area, Seestadt Sea Town, was happy with me. Like in two thousand nineteen, they came to me and said, Reinhold, it's working quite well. You can have. 700,000 square meters just use the whole site which will be sea town and you can use this for sculptures and installations yeah so this this year that, that so note gallery started this year with the project kunstland nord which is like artland north can you say it like this like yeah that sounds right yeah like like some some disneyland concept and it's very banksy of you it's okay go ahead and 
Yeah, but like it was 700,000 square meters, but not a single euro. Yeah, well, that's what was going to be my next question was like, oh, it's nice of them to just donate property, but are they giving you any funds to do anything on that property? Yeah, I mean, like I, with uh, this year, I, I, I ran the project like with uh, with uh, funding, which is like maybe a little bit more than, than, than what we talked about, like the average artist run space funding mm -hmm. but like the average artist run space is like 40 50 square meters and this is like was like really it, it's the i think it's even the it's the biggest art in public space area in europe with like i don't know sure yeah, <laughs> at least it's the biggest in austria and maybe in you i don't know but it's like it's just a, a really big area and it was like this this year it was like then really back to basic just like with, with 15 artists everyone was working his his ass off to kind of to create some some performances sculptures Se performances how many square meters did you say it's uh seven hundred thousand square ridiculous. meters <laughs> it's like ridiculous. you remember when yeah, yeah it's like you you've been standing with me in front of the church and you've seen in the background the city yeah and it's the whole area from between the church and the city this is like Kunstland Nord. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It's amazing. Like, the, I'm laughing and I'm sort of sh in shock because I'm just like, that is amazing. Like, I mean, really, in the grand scheme of things, people don't do that. You know, corporations, whatever, owners of properties, developers, whoever it was that gave you this money, people just don't do that very often. Like, that's not normal. So it's great. It's an amazing opportunity. So wait, it's interesting because I was going to ask you, like, so what's next? You know, what yeah. are you? So like, this is next, obviously. But how? So so how do you? Yes, yeah, so and what's the next step with that? Well, the I mean, the thing is, like, the next step is because I was also talking about that I was looking for any property when I had to move the church, and then when we because everything was happening so fast. It, in this like we had three months so but a few months after arriving here and after the first exhibitions and openings here i just realized that this place where we got itself is kind of a complete interesting crazy place on its own just this this hills in the middle of nowhere with a city growing towards them with a subway station in nowhere next to it and so I kind of realized that just staying on this hill and looking around is just like a, a quality for an, a site-specific quality which could work on its own even without this note gallery. So I kind of, I had this, I began to realize that kind of this, this place where I got with my note gallery is kind of now it's a crazy add-on, but it it's not necessarily needs the note gallery to be like a working place for some culture production well i mean i'm thinking like in my mind i'm thinking to like all my friends that i know work on these kinds of site specific things like i have a friend of mine in, that does like artistic uh skate parks so like yeah. for skateboarding okay. yeah. but they have like an artistic design to them mm -hmm. kind of like th these and i'm like that would be amazing to put out here, yeah. <laughs> here like that bring like, bring him here bring him i, here. I would gladly i will yeah. give you his contact information yeah, yeah. but i mean but of course but the problem that i mean like don't me, it's it's not a bad well okay it is a bad problem you could do anything with that space so the yeah. question the the problem is I can, deciding what yeah. to do with that space well 
I can tell you what I decided to do. With oh, you already did. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is like uh, 2020, 2021, I will... Uh, dismantle the whole building again but it's not for the purpose of being rebuilt immediately the thing is i also all people who come during the next year season where we also have our regular art season of Nord gallery kunstland nord mm -hmm. all people will be able to take parts of Nord gallery with them so it will be dismantled in the process uh -huh. and so Nord gallery will be spread across europe in parts each part numbered each each part gives you a contract you will have the website where you can where you can kind of look up for where each part is and the thing is so in the end of 2020 like the end of season means like means autumn because like since it's, yeah, it's kind of, of a yeah you it, it's, you not, it's not a winter location yeah i was gonna say you don't have heating or anything yeah, exactly, there so yeah, yeah. So in, in the end of, of in next year in September, we will just have this wooden platform where Note Gallery is now standing on, but the Note Gallery itself will be, will be gone. It will be spread across to artists, collectors, institutions across Europe. Well, okay, yeah, so that was going to be quite, So you're going to dismantle it and everybody can get a piece and they're all going to be numbered and you're going to track it probably on a website, exactly, an interactive yeah. map. Yeah. I get all that. That's really interesting. Are people going to have to buy it? Is this the idea? So to raise money? No, the, the idea is like that in 2021, I will pronounce a place in Europe and everyone who has a piece is uh, willing to try to bring uh, his part to the new place. So we will try if we, if people kind of bring the building to, like it's some, some kind of, on one hand, it's like a very, it's a classic picture of a social sculpture. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, it's kind of, it's the idea of a blockchain. You know, it's kind of this, this decentralized, just moving of something. It's like, you have like the, this, the you have like the, the item in the beginning, then it's like this decentralizing, but then it's like returning. And so this is like what will happen with Note Gallery. And that for me, the crazy thing is, uh, Seestadt will still give me the property. So like those 700,000 square, square meters, meters and this platform. So I can, we will build some, I'm, I'm looking for partners to build something new. Like I'm, I had some, some talks yet and mm -hmm. we'll have some talks in the next months because like the idea is like, it's, it's uh, very typical in Austria that like galleries have like their uh, kind of also their department spaces, you know, like, oh, okay. like yeah, so you could, you could, you could, yeah, you could potentially even like partner with a gallery, like uh, some commercial gallery somewhere yeah, that, that I, simply I wants, a, wants to install yeah, some large like, scale sculpture. Yeah, I thought it's like maybe even too big of a space for a gallery because like a gallery has done like. There are, I thought it's like more institutional space. Sure. So yeah. This I'm, is like I'm the, sure there's some institution in downtown Vienna that simply doesn't have the space or the scale or whatever to be able to install some exhibitions that they want to do that they would probably really love the opportunity to basically create a you know, full-scale installation of some large-scale stuff. I mean, I mean if, if it's not going to be with an institution, then it also could be just with with a collaboration of five other artist-run spaces, which is, but the, the thing is like the, the kind of note gallery project will kind of move on. And because of this uh, dismantling and, and, and 
dividing the the parts into this no into this nowhere because they kind of they will be spread all over so it will be not existing as a building somehow which for me then now kind of focus it more on its also on its uh, ability to be an artistic sculpture project because now at in the last two years it's been there was more the aspect of being really an institutional project but now it's like note gallery is like focusing more on its like artistic purpose but like the the site can be like really uh, developed as this instit this autonomic artistic institutional site so this is like kind of the this this growth of this project you know we it started with this kind of this kind of just squatted abandoned building yeah also the thing is like no one was in people were like telling me like Leonard, what the fuck are you doing? You studied art, you're a painter. It's just because things are not running this well, you don't have to go into this wooden shit that in, in nowhere. Just just stay in the city. And then like three years later, people now started to treat it as some cultural heritage, which is also not true. You know, like kind of this, it's also always interesting how people kind of try to make up images, but through like working with those images, kind of you can kind of, create something where many people can come together mm -hmm. yeah. and, and gather in some because like the because the image is so much shifting and like this kind of it's well like it's, it's it's sort of going back to like that the, the idea is the art instead of the object so it's the the, the the feeling and the concept of not a gallery is the is the object of the the building is not the point yeah. it's the community that's that's supporting it that surrounds it that is now going to end up literally owning part of it that that that's the intention yeah. of it not a building yeah exactly yeah. and some of this is like because both is inside on one hand you see like this kind of this note gallery kunstland nord can continue without note gallery and and note gallery becomes kind of it's with like you know dividing all parts, numbering all parts, it gets this kind of this reliquia, this this rel how you say it Rel like reliquary reliquary. It's yeah. like when you know those those yeah yeah yeah. Well, it, it's gonna turn into like this archaeological thing almost. Yeah. Like I mean, like I could see like like little little letters and numbers like written on each piece that like will literally be like this jigsaw puzzle that could could theoretically at some point put it back together yeah, kind of exactly, thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, and when it comes to to value, I won't. It's not about selling, but the idea is like that maybe uh, if you bring back your part, you know, if you like, you take now one part, and when you bring it back, you become like twenty percent owner of it. <gasps> exactly. Like the, something. So this is like kind of the the idea that people who participate mm -hmm. kind of that we. we I need. think twenty percent is a bit high for a single piece of wood, though. What do you mean? <laughs> Twenty percent ownership is a bit much if you bring back one piece of wood. I mean, because you you said it's like no, nine thousand I mean, pieces. Uh, you become like twenty percent owner of the one piece. Okay, okay, <laughs> that's better. I'm that's like, kinda... I'm like twenty percent owner of the whole thing for prop. one piece of wood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be like eight hundred thousand percent by the time you're done. So, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. No, no, it be, you become somehow partly yeah. owner of what you took care of. Okay, so. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thanks a lot for listening to... It's been fascinating. I've loved it. I'm very excited for whatever this is. This is way... 
bigger than like when I invited you, I, I knew LLLLL and I knew like a little bit about like, oh, okay, you ran a gallery, but like I had no idea what you, you're this empire you're building. Like, this is crazy. Like, I mean, it's great. It's exciting. It's, it, it mean, to me, to me, what you're doing is sort of like my dream. Like, I mean, you're doing something that's going to, that theoretically, if you, well, if you do it right, could like last for generations. You know, I mean, you, you're setting up the structure of what could be the, you know, the biggest sculptural artistic experience by simply sheer volume out outdoor experience in all of Europe. That's a, that's a, pretty bold thing to do i mean that's kind of that's like a, a little bit of of much uh uh how you say valuing what what i do but but thanks a lot and i mean <laughs> yes what, i think big what what's interesting now also now the last uh call that i got was like from the church and now they get interested again uh, <laughs> which is like of course but it's which is like kind well, of you know this kind of yeah, well, because that's an interesting question. Because yeah. my, again, my father's a, a minister, so like, yeah. was the church de deconsecrated? They, uh, yeah, they they were like. Uh, let me clarify what I mean. Like, so when when a church uh, when a church is built, yeah, uh, a a bishop or a cardinal or somebody comes and basically consecrates it uh, and yeah, says yeah. it's a holy structure yeah. now. Because before that, it's just a building. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's designed like a church, so then it becomes a holy structure. And it's some and if it's going to be dismantled or or used for a different purpose, again, another bishop, cardinal, some mm. high power person in a church has to come and say it's no longer a church. Yeah, this happened in two thousand. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you very much again for your time. Okay. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thank you all for your support of the Wise Fool Patreon account. If you've not become part of our network, by becoming a supporter, you receive the opportunity to help in the choosing of upcoming guests, cities that I should visit, and also you can give me questions that you would like me to ask future guests. You can find us and support us at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the wise fool, all one word. If you enjoy the podcast, I would appreciate a five-star rating and please tell your friends to listen and subscribe also. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.